लबा गिरिरबर धारी यशोर नंदना ब्रजा जनरंजना यशोर नंदना ब्रजा जनरंजना जमुन चिरा बन छारी यमोन चिरा बन छारी जय राधव Kunjabi Hari Jai Om Vishnabhadam Sabadadaja Kachaya Astatara Satoshi Simad A.C. Bhukti Vedanta Sami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai Om Vishnu Bhavan Sabaradaja Kachaya Stoutar Sita Sisimad Bhakti Siddhanta Sazidakur Prabhupaki Go Pray Manandi Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Srimad Bhagavatam, 6th Canto, Chapter 16, King Chitraketu Meets the Lord. Text 44. Nahi Bhagavan Gattitam Idam Tvadarshanan Yinamakila Papsasaya Yinamasokrich Trabanat Puka show pivumuchate samsarat. Nahi bhagavanagati tamidam. Twadarshanan ninamakila papa shaya. Yanamasakrich trabanat. Pukashopi vimuchate samsarat. Nehi bhagavan gattitam idam. 
Vaishnavis. Na, not, he, indeed. Bhagavan, O oh my Lord, agatitam, not occurred, idam, this, twat, of you, darshanat, by seeing, nrinam, of all human beings, akila, all, papa, of sins, chaya, Annihilation. Yat Nama, whose name, Sakrit, only once, Shravanat, by hearing, Pukasha, the lowest class, the Chandala, Api, also, Vimuchite, is delivered, Sangsarat from the entanglement of material existence. My Lord, it is not impossible for one to be immediately freed from all material contamination 
by seeing you. Not to speak of seeing you personally, merely by hearing the holy name of your lordship only once. Even chandalas, men of the lowest class, are freed from all material contamination. Under the circumstances, who will not be freed from material contamination simply by seeing you? Purport, as stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Yanama Shruti Matrena Puman Bhavati Nirmala. Simply by hearing the holy name of the Lord, one is immediately purified. Therefore, in this age of Kali, when all people are very contaminated, the chanting of the holy name of the Lord is recommended as the only means of improvement. Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Iva Kevalam, Kalona Steva, Nasteva, Steva, Gatir Anyata. In this age of quarrel and hypocrisy, the only means of deliverance is the chanting of the holy name of the Lord. There is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. Brihanaradiya Purana. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced this chanting of the holy name 500 years ago. And now, through the Krishna conscious movement, the Hare Krishna movement, we are actually seeing that men who are considered to belong to the lowest class are being delivered from all sinful activities simply by hearing the holy name of the Lord. Sangsara, material existence, is a result of sinful actions. Everyone in this material world is condemned. Yet there are different grades of prisoners. Yet as there are different grades of prisoners, there are different grades of men. All of them, in all statuses of life, are suffering. To stop the suffering of material existence, one must take to the Hare Krishna movement of Sankirtana, or Krishna conscious life. Herein it is said, Yanama Sakrich Travanat. The holy name of the Supreme Personality of God, it is so powerful that if once heard without offenses, it can purify the lowest of men. Such men who are called chandalas are less than the shudras, but they also can be purified simply by hearing the holy name of the Lord, not to speak of personally seeing the Lord. From our present position, the Supreme Personality Godhead can be personally seen as the deity in the temple. The deity of the Lord is not different from the Supreme Lord. Because we cannot see the Supreme Lord with our present blunt eyes, the Lord has kindly consented to come before us in a form we can see. Therefore, the deity in the temple should not be considered material. By offering food to the deity and by decorating and serving the deity, one gets the same result that one derives from serving the Lord personally in Vaikuntha. Translation again, my Lord, it is not impossible for one to be immediately freed from all material contamination by seeing you. Not to speak of seeing you personally, merely by hearing the holy name of your lordship only once. Even chandalas, 
Men of the lowest class are freed from all material contamination. Under the circumstances, who will not be freed from material con contamination simply by seeing you? Om Agana Chimadandasya, Gananjana Shalakaya, Chakshun Militang Yena, Tasmai Sri Guruvena Maha. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhaktarinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare This verse is about transformation. Everyone is interested in improvement and Intelligent persons are concerned with deliverance. Just like if, if you were in a situation you recognized as desperate. Your house is burning, or a cyclone is flattening your house, or all kinds of things can happen. You would pray for deliverance. But we don't consider material existence to be that much of a problem that we have to pray for deliverance. This verse says, <clears throat> Sangsarat, from the entanglement of material existence. So do we really think material existence is entangling? We probably think, there's some problems from time to time, right? There's some dissatisfactions, there's some quarreling, but basically things are okay for me right now. <laughs> Our vision is so limited. It takes someone like Srila Prabhupada to open our eyes because our eyes are forced shut. Like the bird, the owl, it can't stand the daylight. It closes its eyes and sleeps during the day and wakes up at night. Uh, this is the Kali Yuga standard for progress. <laughs> Keep your eyes closed to real wisdom and wake up in the darkness of sense gratification and economic development, which is necessary to put up, push on the sense gratification. So our first problem is that we don't understand the entanglement of material existence. It's like walking in tar. I don't know if you've ever walked on a pavement or a road which has been just tarred with asphalt and the, with that black stuff and it sticks to the bottom of your shoes, it's really annoying. <laughs> it's really hard work to get rid of it. Material existence is, worth, is worse than that. It's like every step you take, your whole body becomes covered with tar. <laughs> and you try to ignore it, you try to clean it. The more you try, the worse it gets. But we don't see that. And therefore, hearing is so important. By hearing, we can start to understand maya. But directly with your intelligence, directly with your eyesight, you can't understand maya. I wonder how many of you really tried to figure out, what is binding me? What, is in, what has entrapped me? How many of you have tried to understand why the illusion looks so good? Right? It's so promising, isn't it? <laughs> Make money for pleasing your senses. 
be happy and secure with bodily relations, grow old gracefully, and then die in your sleep peacefully. <laughs> That's what we think it's all about. <laughs> but how did this chapter start? King Chitraketu's lamentation. Finally, he gets a son after so much effort, so much disappointment, he gets a son. And the wife of his countless wives, the one who happened to give birth to the son, naturally became his favorite. <laughs> and then the other wives became envious. Oh, she's getting all the attention. <laughs> and so, as you know, they poisoned the child out of envy toward their co-wife. So, you can't imagine the ocean of lamentation that covered not only the king's family, but the whole, his whole kingdom. He was a beloved king, so everyone was so happy when he had a, finally had a son. And now the son is dead. And you remember in the preceding chapter how both the king and his queen who had given birth to the child, they just collapsed on the floor, drowning in agony. I don't know if you've ever hit an obstacle or situation in life so devastating that you just collapse on the floor. Oh, oh, oh. The king and queen were practically unconscious with grief. Such situations are what material existence hands to us. Yet we quickly forget that. We try to overlook it. So during this extraordinary lamentation, Angirarishi returns. Remember? It was Angirarishi who gave the benediction to Chitraketu. You'll have a son. And Chitraketu was so happy to hear that. He didn't remember the other part that Angirarishi said. And the son will be Harshashoka. He'll cause you both jubilation and lamentation. So this is how we live material life. We don't see the, we don't want to see the whole picture. What was Chitraketu thinking as Prabhupada explains? Oh, the sages have said my son will be Harshashoka, cause of jubilation and lamentation. Oh, I know what that means. Uh, we'll have a happy family and the son will be a bit spoiled, so sometimes we'll feel annoyed, but <laughs> that's all, nothing major. <laughs> He had no idea what he was in store for. And that's the way we live material life. We actually don't have an idea what we're in store for. <laughs> we're little kids, like these ones here, innocent and sweet. And then the teenage years come. We try to figure out who we are. <laughs> and then your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you try not to lose what you think you are. And then in between all those gaps, you're, think, you're wondering, 
do I really know who I am? <laughs> do I really know who I think I am? <laughs> so it's constant bewilderment. <laughs> but we consider that just to be the background, right? What's in the foreground? Making the money, economic affairs, in order to have quality sense gratification in a nice bodily setting. And we're always promising ourselves, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. <laughs> Things will get better. <laughs> if we just stick to the process of material expansion, it'll be better. <laughs> more children, bigger house, more money. Material existence is expert, inconceivably expert at promising so much because we want fulfillment, we want satisfaction. In this chapter I was reading a definition of kama, desire. Either it was by Srila Prabhupada or Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, I don't remember which one. And kama is defined as desire that will never be fulfilled. <sighs> Sounds cruel, doesn't it? <laughs> desire that will never be fulfilled. I've explained so many times and you remember, I hope. We think that because I have desire, that means the desire must be fulfilled. Otherwise, why would I have desire? <laughs> Sometimes we even think, God gave us these desires. Therefore, they sh God should give us the fulfillment. <laughs> but to realize the power of Maya, that we're dealing with material desires that will never be fulfilled. Not in this lifetime, not in the next, next lifetime, no matter what species of life, what planet we take birth on or in, it's not going to happen. So how many births does it take to realize that? I've been thinking, reading this chapter. The reality is, if you look straight at what Maya is offering and try to figure it out, it won't work. Because even if you start to get some insight by looking directly at Maya, hmm, this is promised, but actually, it's never delivered. The delivery never comes. Like I explained, you order something from Amazon, what happened? Where's my package? It didn't come. <laughs> That's how Maya works. <laughs> the illusory energy makes it so easy for you to order something. <laughs> Just click here, one click ordering. <laughs> <laughs> and your package of Maya will be on its way. <laughs> One click. <laughs> Fill in your, all your details and the next time you make an order, <laughs> automatically everything will be, be processed. You don't have to fill it out again. I mean, oh, how kind Maya is. <laughs> Makes everything so convenient. But then you're waiting for the delivery. <laughs> And if the goods do come, if your merchandise does come, it's damaged. And then the illusory energy sends you a message. Just try ordering again. 
excuse for the delay. <laughs> excuse, excuse us for the damaged goods. Try again. <laughs> so is it possible for us to understand what Krishna is talking about in Bhagavad Gita? Daiviesha gunamai mamamaya duratyaya. This material energy of mind is impossible to overcome. You can't stand up to it. And even if you can figure out how frustrating it is, you still can't resist. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? You've been through this again and again and again, but you still can't resist. This phenomena is described by Shukadeva Swami in the beginning of the second canto. Pashyana pi na pashyati. Deha patra kalatra disha atma sanyesha satsupi. Tesham pramato nidanam pashyana pi na pashyati. You're sufficiently experienced with the process of material entanglement. The samsarat, as this verse says. You're you've got more than enough experience, but you still don't see what's going on. Now, you may tell yourself, what do you mean I don't see what's going on? I've got experience. I'm not a kid. <laughs> I'm a successful career person. Own my own home <laughs> in Albert Park. <laughs> Got investment properties, too. <laughs> Still, as Shukadeva Swami says, we don't see. In spite of our experience. What's the proof that we don't see? We make the same mistake again and again. We fall for the illusion again and again. And it's the same old illusion. And then you hit yourself on the head. Why did I do that? What was I thinking? This is why it's, Krishna says, gunamai, it's my illusion. And you won't get over it until you do things his way. You can't take Maya head on and, okay, I'm going to wrestle with you. I'm going to come out on top. I've got business skills. <laughs> I've got a good inheritance from my parents. I've got PR. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Becoming humble means to appreciate. We're so powerless and de dependent. And this is a hard thing for us to admit, how we're like playthings in the hands of the illusory energy. So Chitraketu had his experience, but he's able to see now because he's heard from Angira Muni and Narada Muni. Angira came back amidst the ocean of lamentation and grief, extreme anguish. Angira she comes back with Narada Muni. And Narada Muni takes the lead in orchestrating the enlightenment of the king. So as you know, Narada Muni arranges that the dead son comes back to his body for a short while and speaks. Now, you can take it either way, that the son is speaking, the dead son has come back and is speaking, or that Narada Muni is speaking through the dead son's body as a preaching tactic. <laughs> either way, the result's the same. <laughs> 
Narimuni is very clever. <laughs> so he has his Sankirtan tactics. <laughs> it doesn't matter which way you take it. So what does, what does the, the departed soul, now back, talking, what does he say? Because Narimuni is going to tell him, you left your body, you can come back. You can enjoy the kingdom. You can enjoy the opulence. Enjoy with your family. Come back and stay. Your mother and father are grieving so much. And what does the departed jiva say? Uh, my mother and father? Which lifetime are you referring to? Astounding reply. <laughs> You would think the departed child, summoned back by Narada Muni, would say, oh, yes, yes, let me come back to the body. Let me live in opulence as a son of a king. Yes, let me soothe everyone's feelings. Yes, sure. Let me pacify and even bring joy to my mother and father. No, he doesn't say that. What does he say? Mother, father, uh, which lifetime? <laughs> He said, I've been wandering throughout the universe, in, sometimes in the body of a demigod, sometimes in the body of an animal, sometimes in, in human society. So who is my mother? Who is my father? <laughs> I'm sure the mothers and fathers here would be very distressed if your child said that to you. <laughs> Would you say it to your mother and father? Oh, which birth are you? <laughs> My mother and father. <laughs> and then the child explains that what happens when some commodity like gold is transferred from one person to another? It, it's always being exchanged. So how can you just say, it's my gold, when you're going to sell it tomorrow or give it to someone else, and they'll sell it and give it to someone else? Whose gold actually is it? <laughs> and then the rishis, the munis, explained this extraordinary point. They said that it could be very well that this departed son, now speaking, was your enemy in the previous lifetime, who took birth in your family and died in such a tragic way just to get back at you. <laughs> Inconceivable, isn't it? So the Bhagavatam makes the point that when you look at your existence over many lifetimes, one person, the same jiva that you encountered in one lifetime as your friend, in the next lifetime could be your enemy, in the next lifetime indifferent. <laughs> On and on and on it goes. And could even take birth in your family just to give you pain because you did something to him or her in the previous birth. So we don't see the whole picture. And it's not the job of illusory energy to let you see the whole picture. Even what we do see of Maya is so bewildering. But Chitraketu has taken shelter of Angira Muni and Narada Muni. And therefore, such a transformation has come upon him. Real improvement. And this is what we all truly want, is 
improvement, transformation. That's why we've taken to bhakti. All those who have taken to bhakti want some kind of transformation. So now we hear that Chitraketu, in following the instructions of Narada Muni, in taking the mantra that Narada Muni gave him, was able to see Lord Sankarshan, Anantadev, in just seven days. So we may think, well, why hasn't that happened to me? <laughs> but actually, as the Shastra explains, our life is so short. We think we're going to be around for a long time. As Prahlad Maharaj explains, half our life is wasted by sleeping practically and other bodily affairs. We don't have much time at all. So let's not be envious of Chitraketu. Oh, well, he saw Lord Sankarshan after one week because of his mantra chanting. What about us? We've been chanting Hare Krishna for oh, five whole years. What have we seen? And then we hear about the deity. <clears throat> As the purport tells us, from our present position, the Supreme Personality Godhead can be personally seen as the deity in the temple. The deity of the Lord is not different from the Supreme Lord. Because we cannot see the Supreme Lord with our present blunt eyes, the Lord has kindly consented to come before us in a form we can see. Therefore, the deity in the temple should not be considered material. By offering food to the deity and by decorating and serving the deity, one gets the same result that one derives from serving the Lord personally in Vaikuntha. Hmm, what do you think about that? Exaggeration, huh? This is the peak potential of the bhakti process. Why are you resistant against hearing the peak potential? Just because for you it takes a little longer. For you in your short lifespan. <laughs> if you're a woman, you're, on the average you live a bit longer. Still, it's a very short time. And you can shape this lifetime so that you will see the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the deity, as the holy name. And if you dedicate your life to Krishna's service, at the time of your giving up the body, even your mind and body may be so disturbed that you're not thinking of Krishna, but Krishna, out of reciprocation with all your service, will force himself into your mind. So we, it's enlivening. It, it makes us enthusiastic to hear about the peak potential. As Chitraketu is saying in this prayer, My Lord, it is not impossible for one to be immediately freed from all material contamination by seeing you. Not to speak of seeing you personally, merely by hearing the holy name of your Lordship only once. Now you're saying, well, what happens? We're, we're chanting many times. And we haven't had a response like Chitraketu's having. Only once means without offense. So a huge portion of our bhakti life is about pursuing offenseless chanting. Because it's true. Just a glimpse of pure chanting and we're freed from material existence. 
So day after day, year after year, we're pursuing offenseless chanting, using our short lifetime in that way. By performing selfless devotional service, our chanting gets better, and by our chanting get, getting better, our, self, our devotional service becomes more selfless. So each feeds into the other like a loop. Still, we have resistance about hearing of these peak performers. <laughs> You'll find descriptions of such peak performers in Nectar of Devotion, and now you hear about Chitra Ketu, seeing Lord Sankarshan after one week of chanting his mantra given by Narada Muni. So sometimes you get discouraged. Well, this is not happening to me. But those accounts, those histories, are meant to encourage you, not discourage you. They're showing you what is the peak possibility that motivates you. Not that Krishna will neglect you just because you're not of the stature of Chitraketu. Still, by hearing of the peak performers, you should become more determined and enthusiastic. Just like what? In the business world, when you hear about some business magnate making billions of dollars, what do you say? Oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> What's that got to do with me? No, you're curious. Ah, let me become inspired by how this person is building his business empire or some sports star. Next month, you know what's going on. <laughs> you won't admit it, but you know all the stars, right? <laughs> and you're interested in them. And what, is, what are they going to do? <laughs> it's the World Cup. What are they going to do? You can't play in the World Cup, but you're still interested to hear about them, right? <laughs> so why are we doing this bias against Srimad Bhagavatam? Chitra Ketu, I don't want to hear about him. Saw Lord Sankarshan after one week. But you'll hear about so many business magnets, so many sports stars doing things you can't do, but you want to hear about it. You want to feel encouraged about the process of material existence, right? <laughs> so this is how we have this duplicity, this deviousness. When it comes to material heroes, we're all ears. Yes, tell me uh, how this person rose up at the bottom level of the corporation, just like the former CEO of Virgin Australia. He started out as a 21-year-old immigrant from Italy and was working in the, in the mailroom, back before they had email, the mailroom of Qantas. And then he rose up through the ranks. And then when he was in his 60s, he became the CEO of Virgin Australia. So you hear about that and wow, yeah. You feel enlivened, right? <laughs> it's possible, it can be done. May take a few decades, but we can do it. But then you hear about Chitra Ketu, Ah, uh, well, why does the Bhagavatam even bother to tell us these things? It's so far beyond us. But just by hearing about Chitra Ketu, we become purified. 
just by hearing about some business superhero or cricket superhero. It doesn't improve your abilities. <laughs> but by hearing about Chitraketu in the Bhagavatam, your spiritual life becomes purified and you're attracting the attention of Krishna by hearing about such great devotees. So again, we want transformation. Certainly, Chitraketu's transformation is phenomenal. We have to look at the opportunity we have for real improvement. And as we read in the purport, therefore, in this age of Kali, when all people are very contaminated, do we really feel very contaminated? Nah, it's not that bad, right? <laughs> we have a few illusions. Everyone does, right? You know, got some things to work out, you know. <laughs> but very contaminated? No. <laughs> we don't understand the power of Maya. Just what that departed child was telling his mother and father. I, 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 I'm, I'm a transient. <laughs> I'm not stuck to one family, one mother or father. Actually, as spirit soul, he tells him, I've got no friends, no family, no enemies. I'm the spirit soul, neutral to all these material designations. How would you like, how would parents like it if their children told, tell you that? I've got no mother, I've got no father, <laughs> I've got no friends, I've got no enemies. You would be, don't talk like that. <laughs> That's only in the Bhagavatam, it doesn't apply to real life. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to hear these things in the temple and then come home and focus on how your future is going to be making lots of money. <laughs> so Chitraketu has had such a powerful experience arranged by the most powerful Bhakta Narada Muni. And he's explaining it's not impossible for these things to happen. What happened to me is not impossible. Someone very contaminated just by seeing you. Why just by seeing you, just by hearing the holy name once can be freed from all material contamination. So with our very short life, this is what we're striving for. Don't hold it against Chitraketu that it took him one week. So what if it takes you a lifetime? How long is your lifetime? <laughs> we don't feel how the time factor is just sweeping us away. The Shastra explains that time is like a river and the waves of the river are carrying various logs and sometimes the waves of the river bring the logs together and sometimes the waves separate the logs. So when the logs or pieces of wood are brought together, ah, this is a family. And then the waves, those same waves separate those same pieces of wood 
and the wood is carried down the river and put, comes together in another way. <laughs> so you have to see the whole process of material existence. And that takes wisdom. And because you're chanting Hare Krishna and engaging in devotional service, applying the wisdom, you get realization. But just to try to learn from Maya by experience, you'll never come out of it. You'll never really understand it. Because real understanding means I, now I see how it works and I'm giving it up. But just by dealing with Maya through experience, you'll never give it up. Because even though you're frustrated, even though you're smashed, You'll be attracted again. This is the mystery. I've been through this before. Why am I attracted again? This is why Krishna says, this, this material energy of mine is impossible to overcome unless you do things his way. The same can be said about our approach to the deity, the holy name, to Srimad Bhagavatam. You can't approach them with material perception like you would approach material objects. You approach them with a bhakti attitude, praying for the Lord to reveal himself through the name, through the Bhagavatam, through the deity. But as you know, atat Sri Krishna namadi nabhaved grayam indraye you can't approach the name, form, qualities, and pastimes of Krishna just like you're approaching some material object for understanding, for comprehension. You have to serve. And through the service, the comprehension, the realization, the experience comes. It's not like when you're going to the university, you study something with your intellectual acumen. Okay, I've got it, I understand. Or you're at your IT job at the workplace and there's some IT problem. And as I've seen, IT wallets never admit they don't, under, they don't know something, <laughs> right? You never say that at the workplace. Uh, yes, yes, I, I understand it. Time for me to go home. I'll be back tomorrow early. <laughs> and then what do you do when you go home? You spend all night, stay up till two in the morning studying, <laughs> researching online. What do you do when this happens? What do you do when that happens? Then you go back to work, you know, half asleep the next morning. Yes, as I thought yesterday, as I already knew, <laughs> right? That's how the IT wilders work, yes? <laughs> they never admit they don't know. Oh, just give me a few minutes. Give me a few minutes. <laughs> you can't understand Krishna in that way. Krishna is available to the bhaktas, and bhakta means someone who's do doing devotional service. So let's be glad to hear about these peak performers showing us the peak potential. And we have to face the facts. In this age of Kali, when all people are very contaminated, the only means of improvement is chanting Hare Krishna. 
When will we allow that impact to truly hit us? This is the core of the Krishna conscious society. Chanting Hare Krishna, hearing about Krishna, discussing Krishna in the association of devotees. That's how we improve. And of course, the more we hear about Krishna, the more we want to give Krishna to others. That is the test that we're really hearing. The hearing about Krishna makes you compassionate and generous. Let me give, let me give, let me give. My life is meant for Krishna's service. So this history of Chitraketu is very interesting. And we can learn so much from his situation and easily apply it to our life. We can think, how are we going to best use this short life? Yes, we have to do family affairs if you have one. Yes, you have to maintain the family, but is that the main thing in life? This is the question you have to ask yourself. What is the central purpose of my life? What's the core? It's not that devotional service is on the periphery, a side thing. Devotional service is the central core. And it's the reason why we're maintaining a household, why we're maintaining a career, because devotional service is at the core. The more we think like this, the more we'll start to understand the Hare Krishna mantra as the only means of improvement. You'll see it's not just some kind of sectarian statement. You'll feel the dynamics in your own life. You'll see the transformation in your own life. How did you come this far where we are now? How did we come this far? We came this far because of hearing Krishna. And we'll go further by hearing Krishna. Thank you very much, Hare Krishna. Any questions? Yes. Frustration from what? Yes, what kind of frustration? You have to understand that the nature of material existence is entangling, alluring. That's the way it is. You're in a sticky situation. But you can improve and transform in this sticky situation by taking proper shelter of the bhakti process. But the material existence is problematic. Now the question is, how are we going to respond to the problematic nature of material existence? But it is problematic. <laughs> Look at Chitraketu. Look what happened to him. He finally got a son. 
And then his co-wives got envious of the wife who had the son and poisoned the, the infant. It's a problem, isn't it? But how did he come out of it? That's the test. So you're not going to stop material existence from being problematic. It's like, what can you do about the bushfires, the floods? What can you do? You try to be better prepared and nature comes at you another way. But you can change your consciousness and with your change of consciousness you can help others to change their consciousness. But material existence is, as we heard, samsarat, the entanglement. It's problematic inherently. In its essence it's problematic. We don't want to admit that. We think, well, there's not, yeah, every once in a while there's some difficulties, but it's not that bad in of itself, you know. I've got good skills. <laughs> I've got a nice family. <laughs> All that is so easily swept away in a moment. And of course, at the time of death, what can you take with you? So this kind of knowledge that the departed child spoke to Chitraketu's and what <clears throat> Angira Rishi and Narada Muni are going to tell him, this is called Mahavidya, the greatest knowledge. And Chitraketu heard, it just wasn't in one ear and out the other. Even the co-wives who poisoned the child, they heard and they were very ashamed and they performed prayashtata, atonement, under the direction of the brahmanas. Anything else? Yes? So what I understand the, is that... Start from the beginning with uh, the microphone, we, we, please. We, we do so many services in the temple or at home. So there are so many kinds of services which Prabhupada has like given us uh, as a chance to to do the service. But uh, what I what I learned from this lecture is that hearing and chanting is the fastest way for our deliverance. Hearing and chanting is the foundation. When you hear the Hare Krishna mantra and chant it, what is it about? You're asking, Oh Krishna, please engage me in your service. You're appealing to Krishna's internal potency of which Srimati Radharani is the, she's the chief of the internal potency. You're appealing. For so long I've served Maya. Please engage me in your devotional service. So the hearing and chanting leads to engagement in devotional service. Hearing and chanting is devotional service. It's the foundation and it leads to your wanting to use all your senses in Krishna's service. So you have energy. You're not an old man yet, right? You've got energy. <laughs> you've got intelligence. You've got resources to whatever extent. Krishna's not asking you to be a billionaire and only then can you serve him. <laughs> what you have now, you use for Krishna. Your skills, your resources, your energies. 
and you'll make spiritual advancement. Anything else? Yes. That's what you hear in the purport, yes? Oh, you have to start from the beginning. So you said that the deities in the temple are not different from Lord Krishna himself. So my question is how like 500 years ago, how did the Muslim rulers like destroy all the temples in Vrindavan? How couldn't the Lord protect himself? How could they what? How could they destroy the temples and how could the Lord not protect himself in the temples? Krishna is never damaged, but the devotees, out of service, they want to protect the deities. Sometimes it's not possible, but Krishna is never damaged. The whoever's assaulting the murtis, the deity form, the archa vigraha, they're actually they're not touching Krishna. Just like when Ravana kidnapped Sita, did he really have Sita? You know that, right? Yeah. So similarly, no material person can ap approach the name, form, qualities, and pastimes of Krishna. That includes the deity. The deity is there for the devotees. Krishna is there for the devotees. But Krishna is not there for the non-devotees. Who's in charge of perception? You or Krishna? Krishna. So Krishna allows himself to be seen by whomever he wants, and he doesn't allow others to see him. So you have the chance to see Krishna directly, as the, just like in Vaikuntha, but someone else comes here and they say, what are these statues they're bowing down to? <laughs> what do you mean, that's God? We all know what metal is. We all know what stone is. What, what are you all doing? <laughs> Which reminds me, I, especially for persons who don't understand the deity worship, and that can be anyone these days, whether you're born in India or not, the deities are kind of a mystery, especially now in India, as the traditions are fading and the, the culture is starting to fade, the devotional culture, or the remnants of it, you, you may not really truly understand the science of the Archa Vigraha. What to speak of those who are born in other places of the world. Often they're told, these are idols. <laughs> so to solve that helped solve that issue, I requested, in my role as a BBT director, I requested His Holiness Krishna Shetra Swami, who did his doctoral at Oxford on deity worship. So I requested him, please mm, transform that doctoral paper into something a, a layperson can understand and explain deity worship. So he made a little book that's published by the BBT. It'll soon, very soon be available in Australia. It's called Krishna's Wonderful Form, A Guide for the Perplexed. <laughs> 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 
because you'll find that many persons, even from India, they can't. If what if your relatives ask you, what are the will you? What are you worshiping in the temple? You won't be able to explain. You'll just because you're fortunate, you'll just say, well, we go to the temple. They tell us that's Krishna. We bow down. <laughs> but you don't know how to explain it. What to speak of someone who's born in Australia? What do they know? They come in, they think, these are great works of art. <laughs> That's why they're bowing down. But they're dressing them. <laughs> and they're feeding them. What is this all about? How are you going to explain that? <laughs> you try to avoid it. Well, let me not bring my friends to the temple because they'll never understand. <laughs> so we made this. The Australian BBT has arranged for this publication. It's a small book, 120 pages. And it helps to everyone to understand what is the science behind the Archa Vigraha. So thank you for asking that question. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Bhakti is not about pessimism. He's asking, I, in case you, you didn't hear, how do you explain to peak performers about what? Uh, about the bigger picture. About the, the world. bigger picture of the material world. You mean the reality of the material world? Without, without coming, coming across as a pessimist. Without coming across as a pessimist. Why is realism pessimism? Because they don't say it uh, the way it is. If what? Because they don't say it the way it's explained in the shastras. You ha it, it takes time to present such a message. Look what Angirishi did to Chitraketu. What happened when Angirishi first saw Chitraketu? What happened? The king was so absorbed. I just want a son. I just want a son. He couldn't hear anything else. So Angirishi said, "Okay, okay, you have my blessings." You'll have a son, but he's harsh as Shoka. <laughs> Jubilation, lamentation. Chitraketu thought, ah, son is better than none. He'll probably, lamentation means he'll probably be a spoiled brat. But <laughs> we can handle that because we'll have a son. Then the son died. As you know, poisoned by the co-wives. So then Angira Muni comes back with Narada Muni and says, we could have given you this Mahavidya on the first visit, but you were so attached to having a son. But now you're ready to listen. So timing is very important. Anything else? Hare Krishna. The question is uh, in conjunction with the first question that the, we get the frustration when we try to uh, meditate or try to approach Krishna. And in this temple, Srila Prabhupada also asked the same question. And he was very confident he was saying that the liberation will be immediate if you chant Hare Krishna 
in this temple. I was seeing the video. But the question is that it sometimes feels misleading, isn't it? Because we have been trying to meditate thousands, millions of times. Still, our mind is not fully purified. Still, we are in frustration. I've so, already explained yeah. how short your life is. I already explained. Chitraketu, by applying the instructions of Naradamuni, saw, saw Lord Sankarshan in one week. What are we complaining about? Our life is so short. The demigods want to take birth on earth as human beings because after such a short time, you can go back to Godhead. So here we are thinking, oh, my, with my long life, I've been chanting Hare Krishna so long, nothing has happened yet. <laughs> Your life is so short. First, let us realize how short our life is, and then everything else will start to make sense. But otherwise, we think, I've been chanting for two whole years, five years. And of course, what is the quality of that chanting? That's the question. <laughs> Mumbled rounds while driving to work. Rounds while on, uh, on the tram. Sometimes that's all persons think they can do, so we're not criticizing that. But let's face it, it's not the quality of chanting that we aspire for. So let's focus on the quality of our chanting, and then we can start to say, well, in my short life, yes, I will be able to get the full impact of chanting at some point in my short life. I've done my best to arrange my life for quality chanting. Isn't it like that? We used to call the bis mantra, the seed, as the seed as the potency to be flourished when the environment comes. So when you take this Mahamantra to heart, then if it doesn't flourish now, it, will, it may flourish next time. When Immediately there's a, an effect. As soon as the tongue touches the Hare Krishna mantra, there's an effect. You may not see it, but it is there. I remember one drama in front of Srila Prabhupada in Atlanta, Georgia, he was visiting the temple, and the devotees staged a drama for him. You know, the Chankazi, everyone knows that one, yes. And so uh, it came to the part where the, 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 the so-called Hindus were complaining to the Muslim government, this Nimai Pandit and his crowd, they're making such a racket chanting Hare Krishna, we don't know. Are they just hungry and crying out for hunger? Or, uh, and it's not part of the Hindu religion. Uh, and they made their telling point in the drama that by distributing the Hare Krishna mantra to everyone and allowing everyone to chant it, the potency of the, of the Hare Krishna mantra will become reduced. And then Prabhupada broke into the play with his microphone. He just leaned, potency has already increased. <laughs> <laughs> because they said Hare Krishna. <laughs> we don't see this. <laughs> the actors playing the role of the protesting Hindus were saying, the Hare Krishna mantra's potency will be reduced. Prabhupada heard that, oh, they said Hare Krishna. Potency has already increased. <laughs> this is all beyond the range of our senses. 
So please think of that. All right. Thank you very much. Glory to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna.